You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. This week on the Bearded Theologians, we're continuing with our kind of theme that we've been in and through walking through the book of Ephesians. And This week we're on chapter four. And so Zach, as you, as you were wrestling with chapter four, as we were talking about it in the pre-show, what are some things like, or what's the one thing you want to talk about today? (laughs) Well, that's, that's hard because there's a lot here in chapter four. Um, But it, but it, it starts out with this kind of statement of unity uh, from Paul and, and that, that God gives us all these, that give, God gives everybody different gifts and different callings and each of those makes up the body of Christ and um, remembering that we are not the head of the body that Christ is, uh, is beneficial in knowing where we fit into that and how we work. And some of us are, arms and legs and feet and hands and and that's good and then and then Paul transitions into um, this if we're gonna have unity um, we're gonna have to leave some things behind when we follow Christ it doesn't mean we get to stay the same it it if we truly follow Christ it means we change and uh, I think that that change comes within our hearts as we open ourselves up and allow the Holy Spirit through grace and, and all of these other ways to begin to work on our lives. And we leave anger, we leave bitterness, we leave um, the things that, um, the things that, that, that break us away from other people that divide us. That's the word I'm looking for. The things that divide us and actions and thoughts that divide us from people, we leave those behind and we become united in, in Christ. And Paul spends a lot of time um, talking about what living that life looks like. And uh, in, in chapter 4, verse 25, he says, uh, Paul writes, Therefore, after you have gotten rid of lying, each of you must tell the truth to your neighbor, because we are part of each other in the same body. Be angry without sinning. Do not let the sun uh, set upon your anger. Don't provide an opportunity for the devil. Thieves should no longer steal. Instead, they should go to work using their hands to do good so that they will have something to share with whoever is in need. And, and I think that's important that, that this idea that when we, when we follow Christ, something in us changes and we have to let those things that divide us go um, because they're not good, they're not healthy, and they're not Christ-like, frankly, and, and that's Paul's encouragement, and let those things go. Uh, we may still disagree. We may not see eye to eye, but at the end of the day, through love and grace, we're united, and we can work through the things we do disagree on. Well, I think, like, for me, I know, like, as we were reading it, um, there's, like, two things that really popped out to me was the um, – and and maybe it's because I'm still thinking about going to that Uniting Methodist Conference because this is one of the scriptures that they really hung on. Mm-hmm. Um, you are one body, one spirit, just as God called you in one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one mm-hmm. God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about that and thinking about like 
we we say that we're a Christian nation, and yet we're not united. Right. Um, we don't want to work together. I mean, in you know, I've been in communities where just trying to even get the Christians to do things together uh, just wasn't going to happen. And you know, what if we actually took that to heart and remind ourselves? And this is something that they said a lot at Uniting Methodists. That's really kind of stuck on me. That's really played on me a lot. Um, keeping the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the main thing is Jesus. And I think, I mean, Paul's pointing us towards that in the sense of the new life and, and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And, and what it takes to follow Jesus is, is and I kind of like how they spoke that in the, in the verse of, um, gosh, I my computer, it's not wanting to do what I wanted to do so I can read what I was wanting to read. Um, <laughs> you know, when Paul's like instructing you, this is, you know, this is the way you shouldn't live your life like the Gentiles anymore because they're based on things on pointless thinking. And I don't think he's necessarily like he is talking, he's making a swipe at the Gentiles kind of like what we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's probably some reasoning for that. And and sure. some of the, I, I would say that Paul really doesn't know any Gentiles, but, you know, cause he did spend his time trying to murder them for a while. Right. I mean, he, he does know some, but, um, they're disconnected to God because of their ignorance and their closed hearts. You could say the same thing about Israel. Right. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, they are people who lack all sense of right and wrong and who have turned themselves over to doing whatever feels good by practicing every sort of corruption along with greed. You know, thinking about that and thinking about where we are as a church, you know, and we talk about all these abuse scandals that are out there and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. The, the um, the interesting thing is, is I like, I think that the church has gotten fallen into this trap of instead of pointing our lives towards God and, and living, um, living a sense of moving forward. Um, we've just gotten into doing whatever feels good. <laughs> and, um, and then also, you know, that practicing uh, corruption along the way with greed. Um, I mean, you can look at a lot of the cases that have come out recently and you can see where a lot of it had to deal with greed of power or wanting to be bigger or mm-hmm. doing whatever it takes to have that, you know, a lot of money or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And maybe if in order for us to be united, we have to shed ourselves of what we want and open ourselves mm-hmm. up to that one faith and one baptism and one in Christ. And I think I'd be intrigued right. to see, like, I mean, just, having a conversation and centering it and focusing it on like what asking a different mixed group of people, what could we do to be united and see what would come mm-hmm. out of that. That'd be, that'd be kind of fun and entertaining. It would. And, and that that's kind of where Paul leads at where you were talking about or earlier in the chapter where it talks about one God, one baptism. Um, you know, you, you look outside of the Methodist church and there's, you know, countless countless denominations within our own communities and how do we come together and say it's Jesus first we can work together in this unity and all this other stuff is minimal right it it doesn't really it doesn't change the fact that we love Jesus and we're here to change the world through that love do you think Um, it's uh do you think it's part of the problem is is that and I've been thinking about this a lot lately in light of what's happened here in, in Tahlequah do you think it's because our groups want to present the G- the message in a different way. 
and that like certain groups only want to focus on salvation that in order for you to understand Christ, you need to be saved first. I, I, and you know, no, um, right. I mean, like, like you see what I'm saying there? You think I, I do. I, I think it may start out that way that we want to tell our version of not our version of the story, but we want to hold on to that thing that, that grabbed us, right. Whether it was salvation or grace or, you know, uh, whatever. Right. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that answer is endless with the denominations. Um, I think it starts there with, man, we, we've got this, this is, this is what it is. We want to tell this story. And I think it has very quickly, uh, and, and unintentionally, but very quickly turned into, I'm right, you're wrong. I have the right formula. I have the right message. I have the right way to do this. And because you do it differently, you're wrong. Um, in, and I think that becomes the problem is when we present the gospel of right and wrong and not the gospel that we see with Jesus, um, it, it becomes something completely different. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Well, and, and so, so to keep it going and, and looking at Ephesians 4, he says towards the end, put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting, and slander, along with every other evil, be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way that God has forget God get forgave you in Christ. What if part of our problem is bitterness? Oh, of course. What if part of our problem is losing our temper because it's not being done the way that we would want it doing? Okay. What if what if we're angry for whatever reason? Maybe it's brother so and so has the largest church and you're a little bit enemy that he drives a Lexus and you're driving a jalopy. Um, maybe like, maybe there's some shouting and slander along the way, you know, and then we won't talk about all the other evils that all churches fall into, not just other churches that aren't ours. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all have our problems. What if we actually took to 32 to heart, be kind, compassionate and forgive each other in the same way that God forgave you in Christ. What, What if we took that to heart? Well, and I think the thing to do that is, is, you know, in verse 31, it says, put aside. Well, all of these things, list bitterness, temper, anger, shouting, slander, we have to put ourselves aside. Um, you know, you talk about uh, churches who find themselves in a tough spot, whether it be through through scandal or, you know, misappropriating money or, or whatever. You know, one of, the, one of the questions I get often, and I'm sure you do too, I know you do, um, about the itinerant system, about the Methodist church moving us around is, well, well, how can you do that? I wouldn't go to a church that does that because I love my pastor. And my answer is always, it's not about me. Um, I love the churches I go to. I love the churches I serve, but that's it. I go to serve. It's not about me and what I do or my, uh, you know, popularity or if people, you know, it's not about that. And the minute that it comes about that is when you begin to see these things come out. We're not putting ourselves aside for this ministry, for this calling. We're allowing ourselves to be better and to look at the pastor down the road and say, I want that. I want to drive that car. I want that church. I want what they have, you know, and we, we begin to talk down or to slander, you know, and it, that's just us as pastors, much less, you know, keeping up with the Joneses in our regular everyday life. Um, And if we're going to lead that way, if we're going to live our lives as pastors, that's the way we're going to leave the church and that's the direction the church is going to go. And so I think it starts there that no matter where we are in life, no matter what we're doing, what our calling is, it's that putting ourselves aside. 
um, so that bitterness and temper and anger and shouting and all of these other evils that disconnect us with people don't creep in. And what does come out is compassion, kindness, forgiving, or forgiveness, uh, and love and grace and all of the other things that come along with uh, being Christ-like. You're right. Um, oh, I, uh, I was thinking that like part of our problem, and I look at you know like I don't know you've been in these kind of communities where like they've had a church that split like eight or nine times, mm-hmm. and it's because of all sorts of reasons from like carpet to worship style, and it's like yeah, you know the the struggle I have is that like that makes my job harder, mm-hmm. uh, not just because you know. It, and it's a different denomination and you can point fingers or like, but no, it makes my job harder in the sense of uh, trying to proclaim the gospel to people um, and show people what a life of faith can look like when, and, 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 you know, that's what Paul's doing here. He's calling out the Gentiles and he's calling them to have a united life and with the, with the Jewish uh, people. And I think a lot of it has to do is just like anytime you bring two groups together from different sides or, you know, whatever, different areas that there's going to be some conflict and mm-hmm. some struggle and 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 we, i mean we still have that today i mean paul had that he didn't get along with yeah. the other disciple he didn't get along with <laughs> with james and, and peter and those guys <laughs> they uh, constantly are fighting well they were also i have to think one of the things i always say about paul with his relationship with the disciples i mean how would you feel if someone who was out to murder you then oh, wants sure. to be your best friend I, right. I, I, okay, and you can you can say the Jesus thing all you want, but you know, honesty. I mean, we you got to protect yourself, and like, you don't think those guys were really skeptical of what Paul was trying to do? Like, right. I mean, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I think some of this too is that like when we look at this and we and we have our conversation about being unified and what that can look like. I mean, I, I mean, I really draw back to that earlier verse, but, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that our main thing is Jesus. It's Jesus. Uh, yeah. You know, we are together by one body, one spirit. Um, God called us to one hope. Um, you know, we are one faith. I, I get always, it always makes me mad when people say a different faith and they mean Baptist. Right. Like, right. No, that's a denomination or let's even get more technical. It's called a sect. Uh, right. It's a sect of Christianity. And like, we are, we all, those who are Christians proclaim Christ. We are right. united in Christ. We may do things differently, but so do the New England Patriots and the whatever NFL team. They all Why can't you think of another NFL team? <laughs> because my town can't. Because my favorite town can't keep a NFL team if their life depended on it. They've gone through two. <laughs> Um, in modern NFL history, um, Broncos, but, Niners, Cowboys. You're in Cowboy Country. Actually, on, Cowboys. More of a Rams or Chiefs country. <laughs> there are some Cowboy fans, and I feel sorry for you all. Um, that little white line that you take the ball across—that's called a goal line. I know you don't know what that looks like, but another one. I digress. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, what if, like, what if we put ourselves aside? as Mm -hmm. Paul says. Mm -hmm. And we look at people as childs of God, Mm -hmm. no matter where they're at on the journey of faith and say, Hey, let's walk together and let's try to grow our faith together. And, and with Christ and, and through our baptisms and and all we are together. Can you imagine the good that we could do in our communities if our churches would do that? And I know a lot of it, like you could say that like, well, you know, we have the minister alliance. 
I've been a part of minister alliances. Like they're the worst things in the world because it just never seems to work because we, we have forgotten what the main thing is. And I could easily say like, why don't you start this? Well, because people are skeptical of other denominations doing these sort of things. And so like, I mean, what would that look like in your context to be able to bring people to the table who are of the same faith as you mm-hmm. and, and say, hey, let's let's agree to disagree on some of these issues right. and let's have a genuine conversation and what it means to follow Jesus and how can we live that out here in wherever you are, America or wherever else you're listening. Um, and I think that's a good challenge. I think, you know, this week, how can you bring unity to the world that is – um, you know, let's be honest, the world is pushing division. So why yeah. can't we strive to be together as one faith? I think that's a good challenge yeah. this week. It is a good challenge. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> it is. And it should, uh, I, I don't, maybe it shouldn't be, but, uh, you know, Jesus spent some time on it. Paul spent some time on, time on it. The, the, <laughs> the old testament that's all it is is trying to say i think the crux of the bible (laughs) is working towards unity yeah working towards community and 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 how do we do this together and and so i think i mean we could we could do a whole other show on that um for sure maybe sometime in the future when we're looking for a show maybe we should go back and watch this show to remind us (laughs) um so with that in mind, uh, we want to encourage you to go to our website, beardedtheologians.com. Um, we haven't had any new comments lately, uh, uh, so we can't. We don't have anything to read. Uh, we encourage you to go on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast and give us the highest rating that you can give, and then maybe write a funny review, and maybe we'll read that review here online, and maybe you'll get a sticker if, you re- if we read such review. Uh, but we thank you for your time. So for the Bearded Theologians. Did you forget your name? I'm Matt Franks. <laughs> and I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day. <laughs> I thought Did you I said how we closed the show. <laughs> I thought I said it. Can't close the show anymore. That's it. Take it away. <laughs> I'm like the Rockies bullpen. Shoot, we can't close the thing. Not a dead thing. I literally thought I had said it. Nope, you didn't say it. I th- uh. Nope.